listen to subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome everybody to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. With me as always is the human water consumer that is Josh Thomas. <laughs> as well as the mad scientist, Professor Dr. Doom himself. Wow. And we are talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> All three of us have seen it. Um Got, we all got to catch it over this past week or so. I think um, I'm the freshest, right? Because I literally saw it like maybe two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, you're definitely um, the freshest. But I would say initial impressions, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I was laughing. Like, it, it, you know what it was? It reminded me of a of a comic book movie. Like, it mm. was funny. It, mm. was in, it had good action. It actually, like, you know, there is some. There's actual heart to some of the characters that was going on. It felt like someone. Uh, one of my friends was saying it felt like a graphic novel, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a pretty accurate description." Because, yeah, like it had yeah. all the trappings of a graphic novel, where it was just like the pacing wise. You know, I I would say, in general and visually, it looked it looked great. It was super fun. Um, and then I mean, my negatives would be like, yeah, well, like twenty percent they could pull back on the Taika jokes, but. Uh, but other than that, like, yo, it's I, for me, I, I, when I left the theater, I was like, yo, that was cool. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. Um, it was, I agree with you. I think we both, we, yeah, we saw it together. So, yeah, when we walked out of the theater, we um, we definitely were like, yeah, it could have been a little less goofy, like yeah. 20 to 30% less Taika. Yeah. Uh, less of the Taika isms, but it didn't suffer for it. And I think that's the mark of a good of a good film even if you have qualms with it mm-hmm. like the things that you have qualms with it didn't like it didn't detract so much from it that you're just like oh god yeah. um but yeah it was i mean the goats were the star of the movie <laughs> yeah spoiler yeah um yeah. The, go- the goats were the stars so to that it's funny how I, so i saw it with cam yeah, I saw it with the lady yesterday, and we were both. And both times, we were all like, "Yo, that should not have been that. That should not have carried to be as funny throughout the entire movie as it was." But it absolutely lasts the entire yeah. movie. Every the- time those goats yell, you're in tears, and it yeah. gets harder not to laugh. Yeah, you laugh harder the further into the movie it gets. Yeah, because it yeah. just gets more and more ridiculous. Like yeah. when they put them, oh, when they man. put them at the head of the uh, of the ship to to take them yeah. to omnipotent. Oh, I might have like lost my mind because it was just so it was ridiculous. just so ridiculous and funny. And I watch what we do in the shadows, which is Taika's um, television show right now. Mm-hmm. It's comedy on FX. Right. Same type of humor, and it's it always just gets more ridiculous. But one of the things about Taika, to you guys' point about the humor, because I felt the same way. I thought there were times where, especially Chris Hemsworth's dialogue was a little bit too much of the goofy person. But then, just as you point out, Taika is really has in his he's really been good at going just to that point and then pulling himself back. Yeah. So like you don't Thor. I was really impressed with the exchanges between Jane and Thor um, because Mm -hmm. that could have been super melodramatic. It could have been a bunch of different range of emotions, but it was fun. It was romantic. It was believable. And uh, and also, you felt that emotional state for Thor that allowed him to you. What was missing from Strange and Mad in the Multiverse of Madness, personal states with uh, mm-hmm. with all the other things going on and having Christine there, that is present with Jane and in Thor. So despite the fact that she's been gone for 
as he said, eight years. Uh, <laughs> eight years, <laughs> five days. <laughs> oh, man. Three he hours, 22 minutes. Dude, he can stay in the MCU for <laughs> years and not ever tired of him. I mean, just the the epitome of, of having a good the time of his life. Yeah, 100%. And I would say the and big clearly, thing is like, Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, clearly, oh, right. Go ahead. Uh, no. You go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say that they, um, they made it, they did a good job of giving each of the main characters like a good arc of heart through the whole film. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you saw like, like props to them to like, because like, even when they're just talking about uh, all the stuff that Thor has been to through, it's like his mom died, his dad died, his brother yeah. died, his brother died again, his girl broke up with him. Like, yeah. like I was, and then you're like, after going through, you're like, oh damn, yo, he oh, went through a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been almost twenty years, folks. Like, of yeah. Stuff. And so I thought that was dope. And then also for Jane showing, you know, showing the whole progression of her being the badass, learning that she has cancer, thinking she can get out of it, and then finding out she can't, and then trying to figure that whole thing. And so it was cool that um, with each one, and even with Gore as well, that cold open, woo, woo, mm -hmm. that's probably one of the best cold opens they've done in a long time. And they put the mm -hmm. right actor there for it. Um, yeah. You know, Kristen Bell. And the thing is, I thought even, <laughs> I mean, this is weird to say, but Christian Bale looked like he was bored and uninterested, and and but at the same time, <laughs> still he definitely felt some of it in yeah. A, a hundred performance, like yeah, he looked like he was uninterested. Like this is a one shot deal that I'm doing, and I'm out of here. I'm not a, I'm not in this for the long haul. But at the same time, he still gave a great performance as Gore. Um, you felt it. It was it was. The problem with Taika and his villains is that he doesn't give them the same kind of serious, this, the level of seriousness that I think they deserve. You know, Gore's power is terrifying. And when he has that sword, it's even more frightening. Um, the same thing with Hela, you know, and then to have the sort of joke villain, secondary villain, like in, in Ragnarok, it was the Grandmaster, and this time it's Zeus. Um, which, by the way, uh, Russell Crowe's ancient Grecian uh, accent was horrible. It sounded like it sounded like it was Russian. horrible to the point of perfection. He sounded like an old Greek grandpa. He's to me, he sounded like an old Russian grandpa. Maybe my maybe my ear. He didn't sound. He sounded like he sounded like he sounded like the dude that uh, that that ran the Greek deli around my way. He was having the time of his life. Like it was quite hilarious, actually. You can like, tell that, that these actors, their kids are like, You gotta do a Marvel movie, Dad. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, everybody there's just, no reason that Russell yeah. Crowe would agree to do this. And certainly no reason that because uh, and um what's the face? Um Christian Bale is actually I think I heard him say that his son oh, yeah. was like, Yo, yeah. you you gotta do a Marvel movie, Dad. Like stop playing. Yeah, he was talking to him like, yo, you know, I was thinking about doing this and doing that and doing that. And he was like, well, how about a Marvel movie? He was like, I hadn't really thought about it. <laughs> they, had given him, they had sent him the offer and he was, yeah, he was going over it and his kids were right there. And he was like, and they really saw that he had a script or whatever for four, mm -hmm. three. And he's, and they're like, oh, nope, nope. You're doing that. You got to do that. <laughs> and, and then the bell was just like, oh, I guess I'm doing this then. All right. I can do it so with my kid. You can see that. Like, that's why when I'm watching, I'm like, you can tell that he did it for his kid. <laughs> he just laid this <laughs> out. not yeah, totally. otherwise. Yeah, and he still did a good job, which and is he hilarious. Still did a good job. That like, is testaments to his, uh, his acting skills. But no, I would say that, you know, I thought that they gave Gore, Jane Foster, and Thor good enough meat to show like the heart of it to mm -hmm. in between all the comedy bits and yep. so i like i like that for, like especially for um like uh natalie portman was having the time of her life in store she was just oh yeah dipping and ripping and she was like making sure she you saw the guns and like yeah. uh before you hopped on uh Jans, i was looking up about how they made her uh how they took this five foot three uh <laughs> woman and made her <laughs> almost uh, eye level with uh uh, uh, uh our Asgardian god, uh, Chris Hemsworth. And so, 
and they were saying that they um what they would do is they would map out the scene and then they would build a deck that would be about a foot off the ground to get her up there so then that way it would work but that's, then um which i wish you know it's uh, tom cruise movie magic yeah movie um, magic. that's that's a, hey that's old yeah, school yep, that's practical yep. and so um but then they were also talking about how because um of the accents of the crew that you know tessa thompson was like yeah every time they had to talk about like moving it you know depending on who the accent was deck could sound like a whole different thing <laughs> so, that, so then the running joke and she's like and then tessa thompson is like and we're all children so the running joke was like yo can someone get nelly's dick <laughs> Yo, they look like they were having fun, and that's and that and yeah. I also like that Natalie Portman is like in her returning is showing people because she a lot of fans trashed her after Thor two, and I which I always thought it felt it felt odd that they would go after her of all. Yeah, that. exactly. Right. A lot of other problems with them. But I like she showed that it had nothing to do with her love or lack of for Marvel or for or for the superhero or fandom and it was strictly because of her dealing with alan taylor or whoever the the, the filmmakers were um for thor too um so i i like that she showed even in her performance that she still rocks with these people and has mm -hmm. a good time with them like she it was almost like uh nothing had changed from thor thor dark world to you know obviously yeah. you've been absent but um pick right back even with um what's her name um uh tessa thompson no not tessa um oh you're talking about my boo cat yes, yes. <laughs> I'm to but i knew it was gonna come out eventually yes i'm blanking on her name darcy darcy is the character's name Cat yeah. Dennings. Cat Dennings is an actress. Why Cat yeah. Dennings would not come to my mind? I don't know. <laughs> but when she showed up and they had a nice tight yeah. close up of her on her, I'm like, man, they, she was focused on that shot from One Division when she was in the circus outfit. Man, listen. <laughs> hashtag ever hashtag hot she devil. Hashtag <laughs> what? Hot she devil. Hot she devil. <laughs> That's good. And if there's ever a reason to rewatch uh WandaVision, that's one. Yeah, WandaVision to me, yeah. it was the supporting cast that made that show for me personally. But um, but yeah, I would say like on the support with them circuit <laughs> <laughs> But you're right though, I think the um it, it was a good testament to Natalie Portman because like one, she showed up and she was like having yeah. fun. She was really into it. It wasn't like you could say well, she wasn't phoning it in. She actually enjoyed it. And then they did a really good job with the scenes with Chris Hemsworth and her. And they showed yeah. the awkwardness. They showed the kind of like yearning slash, well, it's your fault, but it's your fault, kind of that kind of a thing. Uh, Hemsworth sold the hell out of, why, why do you have my my, my hammer? That was, <laughs> that, even when he first saw it, he was just like, like the whole movie. And I like that, that they were building up on that conversation the, the the thing that they introduced in Ragnarok which was that he has this kind of emotional relationship with Milner and and yep. that, and that it's almost I won't forget who Korg or whoever however he put it it's almost like you akin to having a, an intimate relationship with a living with a living being or something yep. like that yep. so showing that was was great too yeah and then, and, I love and, Okay. Oh, I love how uh what you call it, how Stormbreaker would pull up every time he would start pining over uh, oh, yeah. over Mjolnir. That was yeah. ridiculous. That was that was like, buddy. Like, oh, yeah. you know, my hammer. Oh, my hammer. My hammer. My hammer. My hammer. My hammer. <laughs> and then Stormbreaker would pop up and be like, dude, right? It's my ass. Blade, my... blade first too. <laughs> yep. Uh -huh. My man. Like, did we not kill Thanos together? Did we not have that moment? No, it's like, like my ex, my ex girl talking to my next girl. Ugh. Horrible. Now, I, and I think that like, those are those comedic beats too that I liked because, like, in general, like you get classic Taika's good like comedy bits, and then mm -hmm. you're like, you're, you're right. Every time it would be a little bit too much, it would he pull back a little bit, well, and so, so and I thought that balance was good, and I think the. The overall arching thing, like say, like, and then we go back to Tessa Thompson, where they actually gave her something to do now. 
Because before right. she was just like she's pretty and she was a lesbian, I guess, and beating people up. And then this one, they actually show gives her something like, "Yo, she's been rocking over Asgard. She's bored as hell. <laughs> yeah. And now you're giving her something to do." And she was like, "All right." Then also, her and Jane are besties now, and they the whole um, Mjolnir clink with uh, her uh, sword clink that was yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. Like they just they gave her more stuff to do, which I thought was dope because again, at least give you at least you fleshed out a little bit more of a character as opposed to just having her there. Yeah. I think the thing that it, 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 to your point, you know, um, Taika's creativity really, really shined in this one. As much as it was, as much as it was too much Taika in some spots, it was the perfect amount. Like mm-hmm. uh, the pieces of Thor's hammer being able to break up and become like an actual weapon—that was that amazing. was genius. I would yeah. never, in a million years, have thought that that would be a thing. Like I never yeah. thought, I never thought of it. I never seen it. If I were directing that film, I know my brain. I would never have come up with that. But it that also doesn't kill good. the stakes that you established in the last one, which is hella broke that hammer. Like, you don't mm-hmm. want to then put it completely back together and say, okay, that didn't mean anything. No, yeah, that yeah. hammer is shat- was shattered by a powerful being. <laughs> and that, and, and then- Correct me if I'm wrong, Cam. In the comics, when the, the, I think that happened, and he has to go through like this huge quest yeah. to put the hammer back together. It, was it him and Hercules? Yeah, I think it was him and Hercules that put it back together. Oh, and then man, like his, that was, that was, that was new, actually pretty good. Because his new one is like goldish or something like that now. Like it's like oh, it got yeah. like dipped and it, it, basically he had to do a whole shit, but a whole a whole bit to get it back to back to being like solid. Okay. It probably like, looks more like it probably rem- the new one, newer one probably is reminiscent of the actual Thor hammer from from more from, from Norse mythology, yeah, okay. like the one in God of War, that one that I sent you the screen grab where he's holding it. That's more or looks like what Thor's hammer actually it has a sort of an arc and you know almost like a T. Uh, that it, but um, I imagine because because the the Marvel one looks nothing like what the the Norse yeah. mythology yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah. looks like. Um, um, but um, no, they it was I think overall. Thor Love and Thunder was fun. It was a continuation of Taika's, um, like you said, his brilliant creativity and his ability to keep Thor grounded and contained and tight and not make you think you need to watch several other films. Um, Even the Guardians were used perfect amount of time. Mm -hmm. And gave them... All, what we say all the time just takes one line dialogue. Oh, there's 5,500 new people request for help across the galaxy. But there's some guy over here. Wait, Thor, what was that? That's Lady Sif. I know her. <laughs> you know her? Mm-hmm. Thor, they're killing this guy. He's killing Asgardians. He's killing the gods. Well, I better deal with that. Y'all yes, I, yes, I know where I'm going. Exactly. <laughs> And y'all can't deal with that one. I got to deal with so, and that's world building because it establishes the guardians are out there. They're still doing their thing. Um, mm-hmm. Conspicuous by her absence was Zoe Saldana. I'm assuming that she just wasn't available for filming. Um, that's what I was thinking. But also, it kind of makes sense because they didn't they didn't really like reconcile at the end of Endgame, right? right? It was more like. Hey, I'm here. You're here, but we're two different people. We're not like right. together, together. So right. it would narratively, yeah. it would make sense that she wouldn't be there. Yeah, that she's not joining them for all the missions. She doesn't have the only person that version of Gamora would be close to is uh, Nebula, and that yeah. relation and that closeness is nebulous at best. Wow. <laughs> it's nebulous at best. Not, not not bad. Not bad writing nerd. Not bad. <laughs> not, bad. not bad at all. Yeah, I give you that one. Did you guys have any negatives? Negatives. I would say negatives, I would say, is some of the jokey jokes were a little joke too jokey jokey. I think sometimes right. it, it, took, it took the characters out of the, their established kind of realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought in general, I think I actually liked the pacing of it. So I don't, I, that's not, I'm trying to think of another negative. Mm-mm-mm. I think for me, the biggest negative. And the only negative is in the comics, and I realize it's an unfair oh, comparison yeah. to That's, Jason yep. Aaron was absolutely just off his ass when he wrote it. But in the comics, this spans 
most of Thor's lifetime, like over the course of like what twelve hundred years or something like that. Yeah, of his fifteen hundred of his fifteen hundred living. Yeah. Um, and so when he first encounters Gore, he doesn't have the hammer yet. Um, he's not even like considered to be. He's not even in line to That's be Thor. He's just, he's just, he's, he's just like young adult, either either late teen or young adult Thor, with you know an enchanted axe, and not even Stormbreaker. Like not even that. It's just an axe because he needs to have like an avatar type weapon because he's a guardian. Um, and he gets whacked the first time he meets, uh, the first time he meets Gore, like thoroughly. Um, second time he meets him, he's an Avenger, but he's got like the helmet with the wings and like an Iron Man, like it's early Iron Man era. Like he's, he doesn't have a thousand bits of armor and someone comes across Gore and, and I'm saying you guys read it, but for the, for the audience, uh, someone comes across Gore and tells Thor, like, kind of just happens to, you know, just in a random conversation, just like, yeah, you know, this guy, uh, like, killed the, the, the killed, supposedly killed the gods of this uh, of this planet's belief system. It's crazy. Like, who killed gods? And he's like, what? Mm. <laughs> and and it wasn't like a what, like, oh, snap, I know who that is. It was more like he shook. Like, he's legitimately shook. And if I remember correctly, Wolverine is the only one who picks up on it, like, Yo, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but when that person mentioned that someone killed God, Thor got really scared. <laughs> and now, and now Thor's gone. Where'd he go? <laughs> oh, wait, this is Josh. This is your this is your negative against. Yeah, the, it's a negative. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get there. I'll well, get there. I'll I, get there. To, before you said it, it was like I know what you're saying. It's like the, I would say the the one like going back to your negative would be Gore. Gore as a character in the in the in the movie is almost like a one note character. Like he has a certain arc, he's there, he's there, blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah. But Gore mm-hmm. in, the, in the books is a, a damn near like legendary character, and the story right. is so the gravitas of the story of the the God Butcher is so big that it kind of cheapens it having him in the movie. Which again, you can finish what you're going to say. Right. So and I think so. So again, he goes off, investigates, gets the hell kicked out of him. Um, and we don't hear from him again until far future. And far future, in the far future, all the gods are dead except for Thor. And Gore basically is on some. I just want to keep him alive just to play with him. You're the last god left. I don't want it to. Add, I, I don't want it to end. And so Thor's got an eye patch. He's got the destroyer armor from the first film uh, as as an arm because he's missing an arm. And eventually, you know, long story short, um, Thor present day Thor goes back in time, gets young Thor and then him and young Thor go back, go to the future. And the three of them have to take on Gore. And that's how they beat him (laughs) under no other circumstances. Could that have happened? Because Thor by himself cannot beat Gore under any, like no way under the sun. And so it takes, like, I think we lose one of the Thors and then I think old man Thor finally gets like two hammers and that's how you take him out. Like and everything's restored to normal or whatever or something like that, but like it, it's an epic I don't tale. Think you really had it's an epic tale, and you don't have that level of gravitas in Love and Thunder for a character like Gore that had that that is. is the, I mean, yes, you have to dumb him down a little bit. You can't have him be as diesel as he is in the book, but I feel like he could have gotten a little bit more, like had a little bit more depth a little bit more threat you know uh his presence means a little bit more in terms of stakes yeah i wish i wish they would have showed him killing more gods yeah i thought that like they only showed it they showed the one and then they showed the aftermath with sif and the other one was straight out of the book which was dope but they and then um and he was really creepy but i wish they would have kind of shown i mean maybe even it was like a 30 second montage or something like that to give him a little bit more gravitas uh, yeah, then, I, I agree with that. I, th- I think you're right. That was one of my complaints too. Was that we didn't really see him killing, not killing uh, any gods. Mm-hmm. We saw him fighting Thor and and Valkyrie and all them, but we didn't see like I was expecting him to show up at Omnipotent City or you know yeah. something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, that would have been a dope. whole massacre for him to, to have. That would have been amazing, um, and that's yeah. something you right. So I was. <laughs> To 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 go back to what what you were saying, Josh. I think that's the, both of you guys are saying that's a legit point um, about 
them scaling back. But we've talked about this before. That's an issue with all of the MCU is that they've had this problem with scaling down their their narratives and specifically their their villains. Yeah, we can go down the list and all of their villain, the villains that they've adapted has been a scale at almost a massive scale down from where those characters are, what those characters are in the comic book, Hela, Thanos, um, you know, even, even Killmonger was scaled back from where, from where, if you can believe it, um, you know, yeah, Loki too, Purple Man, Loki, yeah, like all, man, all Purple he, man. yeah, like all of them, they've, they've taken this approach where they almost as if they know they don't, these villains are not the show and the, 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 the main attraction is the superhero. So the villains are treated as secondary, almost because again, gore would it would have been much more interesting. And the way you do that is you could have had introduced him last in Ragnarok by having rumors of some other sucker out there killing <laughs> killing often gods, you know, mm-hmm. to, to set it up. But I think. <laughs> Where they miffed was, you're right, not having a massacre in an omnipotent city. Because yeah, I think yeah. that was ripe and prime for all. And that's why the Zeus scene is problematic for me now. Because mm-hmm. it went on way too long and it ended up resolving in a goofy, stupid way. Um, that to me, I don't picture Zeus like that, not even Marvel Zeus. Like, I, I picture. A more regal, uh, somewhat elden warrior god, like King God mm-hmm. King, like not some fat, goofy, uh, uh, um, you know, bodega store clerk, you know, like he, <laughs> like with 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 a cow plant, like that's 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 what the Zeus, and even uh, when, when you know, again, so I just think that you're right. Now that you mentioned that, that is a problem for that movie is that the god butcher doesn't butcher many gods yeah you're right and i think you're right that they if they would have pulled up to a city and opened up the chamber and like half the gods are dead and then zeus is fight, fighting gore and then gore bounces out and they have to go chase gore mm-hmm. that would make a little bit more gravitas of and then you know that now the part that you have to figure out is what's going to be zeus's beef with thor overall to, at some point which you could probably figure that out well but, or you, or he could have popped in like he, he they, they could have had the you know the entire stage ceremony the way that they did you know zeus makes his grand entrance he you know all all that other crap and in the middle of thor trying to convince him that this is a threat and him dismissing it that's when gore pops up Mm. Yeah, yeah, could yeah. have went down and, just and like you that. You see the massacre if you see yep. it go down. I think it ends up versus you know walking into a scene where it's already happened because there was too much of that already. There's too much. Oh, of, there's too much of Gore being spoken of as the threat and not really seeing him. And that was and that happened too fast from when yeah. he got the sword um, and killed his guy to the point to that point. Like he's already gotten his reputation now, again. Space time. I will forgive that, but uh, mm-hmm. you're right. I think if he showed up and and massacred most of the guys at at um, at, um, On episode at City, including one, because I don't remember, I don't know who that was supposed to be implied to be, the one that was like, uh, yeah, dad or something like it was supposed to be one of Zeus's sons. Oh I don't yeah, exactly who he was from the. From the plumpness and the and the the sort of making him look lazy, with he could have been Dionysus, it could have been um, could have been Hermes. I don't know all of the the Olympian the Olympians that Marvel mm-hmm. has adapted other than Hercules and Zeus. Um, but yeah, that that would have been a moment. And the reason and the a reason a narrative reason that Zeus would be pissed with Thor is because Thor led Gore there. Yeah. Because Gore, speaking of that, that would have also made more sense with the reveal of Stormbreaker. Because I thought that was a little bit too ham-fisted in there at the end there, 
where all which, of a sudden, which which reveal are you talking about? That Stormbreaker was the key to getting to eternity. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he literally just threw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was weird. That was like, weird. Uh, you could have, bro. You could have, bro. You could have said that from the beginning. More. And then, so why wouldn't Gore just hunt Thor if he knows he needs that? Yeah. Why is he luring Thor? Or like you know, things. Yeah, it, it didn't make no sense. That was a little. That was a little weird. And there was like okay. a little like. Here's another thing that popped into my head actually as we were talking. People were just picking up hammers and and, and axes that supposed to you supposed to be worthy in order to pick up. Like it wasn't nothing. True. Yeah, because I don't. Uh, know, I don't know. Well, James has has the yeah. oath uh, has the oath embedded in it, like Stormbreaker, uh, like um, Mjolnir does. But people were just picking stuff up like it wasn't nothing. Yeah, especially the axe. The millionaire only Jane and Thor picked it up, I think. Right. And Cap. But the axe was just like Kenny and everybody. Yeah, the axe, anybody and everybody was just picking it up like on some just... But again, to your point, Josh, Odin didn't put his spell, his his, on on Stormbreaker. Remember in, in the first store, and we're specifically talking about the adaptation, the movie, not the comic mm-hmm. history. <clears throat> when Odin casts Thor to Earth, he specifically speaks into Milnor and puts the spell that you have to be worthy in order to hold this. Because before right. that, <clears throat> that I don't think that was the case when Thor first had the hammer. Like I think anybody probably could have picked it up then, but mm-hmm. because Odin specifically laid that that curse or that edict mm-hmm. on the hammer. And right. he was dead and couldn't do that for Stormbreaker. So I think that's the reason why, you know, I expect Axel to be or Astrid to be able to um, to grab to hold it because he's Asgardian and he's the son of Hondo. So yeah. that right. made, yeah. made a little bit made sense. Yeah, you still got to be a god to hold it, but you yeah, that makes sense. You're right. you're right. Thor was because he had some of Zeus's power too, which is the reason why he was able to give extend his power to the kids. And I thought that was that was actually kind of cool too. I thought that was that was a good use of Zeus's bolt. I was wondering how they how that was gonna play out because I was like, okay, what do you guys gonna do with it? But um that it was someone someone said uh the kid scene was like uh Return of the Jedi Battle for Indoor with the with the Ewoks and stuff. And I was like, and I was like, that's not right. Ah, uh, damn! I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't dispute that. Actually, that's right. nope. you, can't, you can't really dispute it because when you nope. when you look back, when you think about it, and you look at it, it's like, yeah, that scene probably would, that movie, the movie wouldn't have suffered if that scene had never happened at yep. all. And that's the same thing with the end, the battle of Endor. I yep. still feel that way. I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, nothing happened. However, the little girl with the with the stuffed animal. True. That, that was that was that, that was, was kind of dope. That was that was, cute. that was really cute. Yeah. Oh, you was. guys are too old and sentimental. About <laughs> the human thing. I'm just saying. That was little little humans can be cool. Little humans are, can be cool. <laughs> yeah, until they turn to big humans and fuck the world up. Well, yeah, that's true. different. True, very true. But no, you're right. I think that in, in terms of the, like the negative aspects, but you're right. A little bit mixed, mix, mixing with the lore, um, not giving Gore enough to like. I mean, Gore was still a cool character. I thought he was super scary. I loved the design. Yeah. Design worked really, really well. And mm-hmm. uh, and a a bored Bale is basically a, an Oscar winner for like ninety percent of most <laughs> actors. <Yeah. laughs> and that's and that's the thing. Like Bale was great, but yeah. Bale, they didn't write him to be anything more than uh, a one-dimensional villain, and they and and mm. the, the thing that I really hate that Marvel does, and they do it, they've been doing it, and they think they're clever with it, is making um, villains sympathetic in a way that is not entirely evil um, or, yeah. or 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 um, antagonistic or or villainous, um, right? If Gore had just been had been very clandestine or cheeky about the reasons that he was doing what he was doing, I would have I would have thought that would have made a much more compelling villain than mm-hmm. um, we pulling on our heartstrings, oh his daughter and all these things. You know, 
we see this time and time again. They don't let their villains be villains because they're always trying to attach this human quality to them. And just like superheroes, the reason that they're so mythologized is because there's some aspect of them that's more than human, more yeah. than, than, than the average person. You take that to villains, it's the same thing. Yes, they are human and they have these concerns and they have them, you know, every person's hero is another person's villain. However, there are certain villains that have irredeemable qualities it's about them. Bad. Exactly. Yep. They're just bad and they're just okay bad. with being bad. And, yep. and, you, and Marvel's, Marvel's, Marvel's lacking that. Yeah. That's the one that all their villains. Yeah, didn't and I would say I was the only one would probably be Green Goblin in uh No Way Home. Spider Man, yeah, and yeah, that was the that only one. First time where you had a villain that was like, "Fucking I'm powerful. I don't understand yep. all this consternation about yep. needing to do the right thing, and I'm gonna yep. show you why." <laughs> you know, like he was he was the best antagonist that wasn't in the movies that wasn't. Um, didn't have some form of altruism or some or some righteous cause yeah, or like, something that you can get behind. Like yeah, like five you, degrees to the left, and most of these villains would be heroes like a Loki, basically. Exactly, or Killmonger, or yeah. or or even Thanos. Like again, they're using that sort of old added old adage of Every person's hero is someone else's villain, and vice versa. Yeah, so, but they use it too much. But they use it too much. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta have some. Hella was a villain just to be a, was evil just to be evil. Yeah. But at the same time, they killed her too fast, yeah. and they didn't give her. Yeah. She should have been the dominant of that movie instead of too much. Um, and I think that's where going back to Love and Thunder. That's where. Tyker learned from his mistake with Ragnarok. They spent way too much time with the Sakaar storyline and Ragnarok and yeah. with the Grandmaster. And by yeah. the time they got to Hela, it was already kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. You're going to yeah. save her for the third act. I mean, yes, she had yeah. those great scenes in the first opening, the first act and the opening of the second act when she lays waste to, to the Asgardian ar army, which was a Amazing sequence. Yeah. Talk about Micah's oh, yeah. creativity. Like just the Warriors three, like that. Ugh. But also, that was like one of the first and few times in the MCU where you see a character that's supposed to be a god do some god shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like do some real god shit. Like yep. you know, yeah, yeah, we yeah, see yeah, Thor yeah. do it all the time, but like. Keller was like, nope, nope, nope. Yep, yep. Big exactly. small blades, big blades, yep. blades come out everywhere. And then, like, and then they, you know, they, they, they know. take out ships. Yep. No, she did a, like a flip, and blades came out of her elbow and took down three, four ships. Yeah, it was impressive. Uh, yeah, that was good. It was yeah. good. Uh, and and I think the um to now to to to, to wrap this up, will instead of doing the final words, we'll go back to kind of like what we always say. What do you want to, where do they go from next? Where do they go from here? Because the one mm -hmm. thing I would say right now is the last, um, let's say the last three Marvel movies, not counting Spider-Man, uh, Strange, Thor, and Ex Eternals were all space and God related. Right, cosmic. And so all cosmic situations. And, yeah. and mm -hmm. each one of them kind of to their own credit did push that narrative along of that A, expanded, Marvel's MCU to being like, yo, we're in space, there's gods, there's celestials, there's eternity, which I thought was a dope nod. I actually have, did that, yeah. that was really good. It was good design uh, for eternity, and the, mm -hmm. the whole thing I thought was great. Like, that's how you use this, this the cosmic characters. Like, yep. that was great. I, yeah. I, I, enjoy, I like that. And then we had a cameo from Celestials, actually. Yeah. So I think so I would say with that, they're kind of setting the stage a little bit better for the cosmic era of this MCU uh, phase yeah. four, which introduces Kang and all that kind of stuff. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, I think what do you guys where do you guys want it to see? And in terms of besides a having better villains, I mean, villains that they don't kill <laughs> right. and better villains. It's not just the killing problem at this point. It's the fact that these villains have no real teeth. 
Mm-hmm. Like they don't, uh, again, other than Hella, who did show teeth, but again, they killed her in an, in a really just, and she might not be dead. She's a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll you probably know. be in, um, what's it called? What's the hell they always say? Because I think in the book, she's like queen of hell for a long time. H E L, the Norse yeah. Uh, yeah. version the Nordic, of hell. Yeah, the Nordic yeah. Uh, hell, H E L. Yeah, they can definitely bring her back. Um, yeah. But yeah, so where do they where do they go? Where do they go from here? I think hmm. for me, I I want to see a continuance of the cosmic stuff, but I want all of these things to be fleshed out a little more. As I was saying before we went on air with the Doctor Strange, I find myself watching it because rewatching it because what they're doing now is opening up the world. So it's like we know that all these different things are happening. Now we know there's a multiverse where there's different versions of of different characters all that stuff is good but we need to have i think things a little bit more defined as far as as far as how the world works don't just throw viking space magic out there to me like, I'm sorry like i'm not an idiot like don't don't do that that's one of the things that taika does that i think is both fun sometimes but then it gets annoying don't trivialize something that could be a, a really big story point, you know. So that's that's I really just want. I think without continuing to ramble, I just want to see. Thor, I don't know if there's more to see from Thor as as a single film, um, but I would like to continue to see uh, Hemsworth's Thor in the MCU, especially as they move deeper into the cosmic uh, stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's just pretty much where I am. I just want I want to see more detailed out outings of these things and within and make these characters that are not the superheroes more give me more of a reason to invest in them. And it doesn't have to be oh they're trying to fight for their kids or if it's a villain, I don't want them. I don't want altruism. I don't want nobility. <laughs> I want. I want I want Hella. Yeah. That's what I want. And don't kill her. Let yeah, her be I, an evil god. Yeah, I would say for me, it was like um, I think I think if they keep it in that realm of cosmic and really kind of push that more and introducing more of the cosmic area of things, you know, um, like I think it would be something that is, is could be really, really fun. Cause I mean, just like there's so much good stuff out there. You have Silver Surfer, you have Quasar, you have you know the Nova Core. You have Galactus. You have all these like all these like the co- the cosmic part of Marvel is a really fun playground to play with, and very um, and very. it's very rich. And they can have a lot of fun with it, um, from movies to TV shows to whatever they want to do. So I hope that they kind of keep realming that, keeping that realm, um, just because then they, they can introduce more characters. They can just have a lot more fun with it in general. Also, I uh, the last thing I wanted to point out that for you, Fatu, as long as we get. Um, some more Matt Damon is Loki uh, acting. I am 100% all in. Hemsworth, they are. Yeah. I, I doesn't, I, I just, every time I see them, I just smile. And that shit is hilarious. Like, it's like, <laughs> I think for me, I'd be, I'm very curious to see what they do with, uh, with uh, Hems, Hemsworth's kid. Now that she's, you know, because uh, at the end, you know, they throw her Stormbreaker and basically he's like, you know, dad Thor now. Yep. Uncle Thor. Um, and that's his, I'm, very, his, I'm sorry, I didn't, I just had a quick question. That's yeah. his, that's the actor's daughter, right? The yeah, one of the actor's real life daughter. Brother. Yeah. That's his real life niece. Yeah. I, guess yeah. I thought that was his kid. No, that's his. That's his brother's daughter. Uh, yeah. that's oh, Luke's daughter. So okay. when she said Uncle Thor, like that, that was the real deal. Oh, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Luke's kid. I thought yeah, that I think it was kid. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but anyway, sorry, didn't mean to go. She's got way. tops though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she was good. She oh, was. Yeah. I didn't. She's I was not annoyed tops. at all. I was like, oh shit. All right. Yeah. Man, yeah, I can only. Tops. I can only imagine being her age and seeing that the 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 end cap scene where. Her and Uncle Thor are jumping up in the air about to take out a whole squad of aliens. <laughs> I would probably be the most geek little kid of all time. Like, could not tell me that. Forever. Even when you're in high school, you could be like, yo, 
Yeah, that's me. We meet with the with the hat with the with the axe. That's me. That's, that's my right uncle there. right there. Yep. He's, yeah, that's my uncle. <laughs> He's the closest thing you'll ever see to Thor. Yep. Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very curious to see what they do with the kid. But who who uh, Cam, you, you were putting me on. Who's the kid again in, in the comic? Um oh crap, I already forgot already. Yeah. I don't think I have to look it up. I gotta remember, but Okay. Um, I don't think it was, it was, it was no one that they, it, I don't think it was anyone that was like, that they kept using later on. It was something like they brought right. in and then, so, but I forgot, I forgot specifically significance. Um, but you know, which actually, is which, make it significant now. Which is, that's <laughs> what I was going to say, which is, again, that's kind of a cool thing because kind of taking back for what, you know, um, our favorite show, Young Justice is good at, is taking kind of minuscule characters from the, from lore and then giving them a whole different life in, in mm-hmm. uh, on the screen. So it's almost better that she's not a, anything crazy so that they can actually do something completely different. So, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, it's good, good, good discussion, fellas. I like that. Like, okay, you know, we started with the fan service, got into the, the narrative of the, the real stuff, added in mm-hmm. our comic book quibbles. <laughs> yeah, and then broke you know? down that film. Like, it was, oh, yeah. So we got deep into that for real. Yeah, because I think I, you know, I think with every film, people kept talking about superhero fatigue and all that kind of stuff, and it's 100% true, but I think now they're hitting a good stride where, like, yeah, if they have the right players in place, and they can still have fun, and I think that's the thing I think is the most important part, where it's like, you know, Hemsworth would not have been, he would in this movie would not have made, been made had Hemsworth not had so much fun doing Love and Thunder. Right. I mean, uh, Ragnarok, sorry. And Ragnarok. I don't, I don't buy into the, the superhero fatigue thing. It'll, it'll, Superhero fatigue will kick in when they start making when when, when bad movies start coming. Yeah. Like if it, if we were reliant on DC right now and there was no <laughs> Marvel Studios, yeah, superhero fatigue would have been a thing already. We'd be yeah. tired of it. We wouldn't want to see it anymore. We'd be like, look at the crap that they're giving us, and we'd be done. But the Whoa. fact that they're good films and they're building on top of what at this point twenty years worth of Jeez, mostly largely good good films. Like yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see what there is to complain about. Like as long as they keep making good movies, writing good film, good good movies, you know, putting good directors in 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 the position to make good films and 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 casting largely the right actors. Shut up about not you, but shut up about fatigue. <laughs> I, like I, I, feel I, like I think uh, the fatigue thing is more is inarticulately is not is not expressed the way that people mean it. I don't know if, I mean, given the history of cinema, the Western genre was once a big genre and now nobody makes Westerns anymore because at some Mm. point there is a fatigue. The same thing with horror films coming out of the eighties and into the nineties, the same thing. So there, there are these cycles. I'm not saying that it's going to happen to the superhero genre because the superhero Mm -hmm. genre is very unique. And that's probably why it probably won't. And we're talking about, the genre that's been around since the 80s i mean yeah making, but now what's different is it's an entire machine True. behind it um it's sure. a media it's almost its own medium um to go you know back to what scorsese said that's what he meant by a a an amusement park and a theme park a roller coaster because it is formulaic it is nothing about it that is not highly highly um what, no, what am i, I looking for curated it, that kind of style yeah just kind of like that so i agree with you josh that it's probably not going to get any fatigue anytime soon unless people start making bad movies but i would say that that doesn't mean it won't get fatigued but that would just mean that they won't start making less for more yeah. And yeah. then we'll we'll get mm. better films. And honestly, we'll I, and, and I think what 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 you'll also get is you'll just get the rise more of stuff like the boys and stuff like all the other things to balance it out, right? So like mm-hmm. the boys is like like people are loving the boys right now. Super violent. It's super not Marvel. It's super not DC. And that was the whole point of the boys in the comics. And that's what the whole point of it is in the, in the TV show. So I think 
what you're going to get is you're going to start to uh, get more chances to a lot of these indie projects to kind of get off the ground on that same superhero genre. And I think, it, and, and if, as, as they continue to be quality, then that will help put that balance. Cause like Maybe Jupiter's right. legacy was, yeah, Jupiter's legacy is a great example. The, the source material was pretty Ooh. good and the show was not good. So you, like you said, Ju exactly. Jupiter's legacy. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah see, that's right. Yep, yep. yep, yep see, Ooh, Josh Duhamel was in there. Yep, yep. Um, and the sad part about that is like the source material is actually pretty good. Um, but the route that they took the show into, I just I can see why it didn't hit with people. <laughs> and um, but again, like you first of all, for every the boys, you have a Jupiter's Legacy. So until they can get, and unless DC finally finally comes out the gate and freaking gives a, a counterbalance. Um, they got three movies coming up in this next six months. Marvel or, or, or DC. DC. Or no, yeah. or the next in the next three quarters, I should say, not six months. They have Black Adam. Flash. Flash is this year? I think Flash is either the end of this year or the beginning of next. Yeah, it's supposed to go up against Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash is going against Black Panther? In November, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> Like yep. that is November 11th, so unless they're coming out the week before, and they and they're only shooting for the one week of uh of good uh of of good press and 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 a free ride, oh, that's gonna be so funny. That is funny. <laughs> that's, stupid. that's stupid. Yeah. So I think so, yeah. So yeah, until yeah, DC stupid. until CC gets their shit together, um, you know, I think a lot of these indie projects might actually like provide that kind of counterweight because i think that's the thing i think i mean the boys is good but it's also like the it's the opposite of all the dc marvel stuff and that makes it even better um right. and so you, you know all the adults that are kind of bored of the marvel shit or dc stuff they can watch that and be like okay now I'm, this is this is more this is more of my steez or like you know how um peacemaker was getting like all that all that uh, shine when it came out yeah and i think that that was that's just one of those things that like if you're not gonna, you can't watch the superhero. The if, I, we watch it all, but like if the clean, the clean, sanitized superhero stories bother you, then yep, <laughs> you you've been watching the wrong thing for a long time right. because mm -hmm. you know most superhero stories. The whole point is for them to be sanitized and for them to, you know, of course, over the years they've opened up and become more three dimensional and and. Um, um, multi-layered and for adults having adult more adult narratives and things but still at the end of the day we're talking about um we're talking about working out you know human issues through the prism of fantasy so yeah. you know yep. it, it's if you can't if you're if you're put off by a person who flies around and saves people and does the right thing all the time, then you're watching the wrong thing. That's, that's all I'm saying. You know, you can't. We don't always need that guy to become a jerk because there's enough of that in real reality. Yeah, no, nah, totally true. Totally, totally true. Um, but yeah, that was good, man. I was a uh, well. Everybody, thank you for listening. We had a great time. Hope you enjoyed the film. Hope you got some a little bit more insights um, instead of your your typical uh, comic comic review. Um, after seeing a lot of these other takes I'm seeing um, of the reviews of her just so like super extreme hmm. it's like oh shit or it's like oh it's amazing like yo man there's like no in between Jesus um, you guys had mentioned some controversy or something too like, I don't remember I was thinking about what with the Thor Thor Love and Thunder or maybe I was reading that I don't know it probably is it's always a ton of controversy over something it's always something always yep. always something yeah, so once again, it's Blurred Lines, and we are out. Peace.